Got my brother on here tonight. How you doing, Adam? Pretty good. How's life treating you? Actually, things have gone uh, pretty well lately. Yeah. Just got back from a nice little vacation I took to see my kids in Oregon. And just uh, an amazing trip. Yeah. What you all? What all did you get done down there, man? I got myself a new tattoo. Nice. Got one of my favorite heroes, a Scooby-Doo. Nice. How did you land on that one? I've been talking for years that if I could get another tattoo, it was going to be Scooby-Doo. <laughs> nice. So, what, uh, for my birthday, my wife bought me the tattoo. Nice. What What other variations of Scooby were you thinking before you got to that one? Well, there was one that I really liked. It was like uh, the one yeah. that's on my t-shirt. Oh, okay. It's uh, like the orange orange halloween background with the silhouette of the kids running oh shit and it was like a giant pumpkin <clears throat> just looked really cool i wanted that one but it was going to be like a massive was it going to be too much yeah it was gonna yeah. it was gonna be a tough tattoo oh okay gotcha a lot of detail a lot of highlighting and everything yeah so the other one i wanted was uh was scooby sitting in front of a bowl of candy <laughs> like a little cauldron of candy. Oh, that would have been badass. He's got a sucker in each hand, and he's just like he's <laughs> dancing and singing. It was just awesome. That was the one I I almost switched it to that one. Yeah. But I decided to go back to this one I got here. That's a uh, looks like a portrait. <laughs> looks yeah. Like he, looks like he's smiling for like his his um, license. You know. Yep. <laughs> it's and pretty the, cool. The guy who did it really did a good job on it. Oh, he did, huh? I like it very clean looks like a sticker yeah very good detail i love how, it how long did it take uh about two and a half hours shit that's not bad at all no what uh what, what else did you guys do down there uh just kind of hung out with the kids uh took them out bowling my son had never been bowling he's like that's where we're going <laughs> i never been bowling either that was a lot of fun sorry my shit's all fucked up yeah, it's fine. Am I coming in clear? Because I'm I'm all echoey on my end. It's a little echo, but yeah, you're yeah. you're you're coming in nice and clear. I think it might just be the acoustics in the house, but yeah, it is a it is a yeah. We're we are on Snob Hill in a huge mansion right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, currently coming from the Naughty Guy house. Yeah, so. You also got me some cool shit, and you guys did some cool shit where you got my cool shit. <laughs> yeah, that was that was at the uh, Oregon Film Museum, which is where they filmed part of the movie The Goonies. Nice. Now, what I was not aware of was that uh, Point Break was also filmed there. What was it? What part? Oh, the beach. You got it. So Point Break was filmed there in uh, Cannon Beach and Astoria. Uh, Shit. The Goonies. Um, There's a whole bunch more. Part of The Shining was done there, I think. Fucking A, man. Yeah, there's a lot of movies that were filmed right in that area. (laughs) And then you go over... Animal House was another. Oh, shit. They took the bar. The whole fucking bar yeah <laughs> that was one of the best that was one of the best lines in the movie <laughs> uh, they um 
one of the cool behind the scenes things on that that I watched because I like watching documentaries, especially yeah. on these movies. He wasn't supposed to slip when he ran onto the yard, <laughs> and um, when he slipped, he got up, and I guess everybody that that was behind the scenes was fucking crying. They were laughing so hard. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, man. You gotta love that movie. Holy shit. Um, so I wore I wore the Goonie shirt yesterday. Oh, nice. It's fucking amazing. Bro. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, you got to do the Goonies, the Goonies tour, man. How was that? Uh, not as big as I would have liked, but it was really cool just for the nostalgia of being there. They had so much um, Goonies memorabilia just in these little holding cells. Oh, fuck, the old, um, the old jailhouse. There were like three or four jail cells. And one of which was actually where the, that scene was filmed where the guy pretended to hang himself. Damn. And then the other two, or three, uh, were filled with, like, board games of the Goonies and oh, shit, all these uh, action figures and all yeah. this other cool stuff that had been made for the Goonies. Holy fuck, man. I had no idea all this stuff was out there. That's badass. Man, it was cool. So... As you kind of walk down the little hallway there, you get to the end, and there's a picture of uh, Sloth on the wall. Oh, yeah. And it says, come this way, and there's an arrow pointing toward the the corner where you can't really see around it. So yeah. you have to go and take a peek. As you come around that corner, you're overlooking this uh, glass partition, and inside is One-Eyed Willie and his treasure. Oh, fuck, that's badass, man. And you can actually reach in and throw money in there which i had to throw a couple dollars in there myself so everybody who visits they all have that they all take and throw a dollar in there dude that's badass man yeah it was cool man but another thing about that little tour which we didn't uh take part in it was um there's like five or six interactive um movie scene areas okay so they kind of give you a little script, and you kind of go through it yourself. You record everything yourself, and they can actually show it to you when you're done with the tour. Dude, that's badass, man. Unfortunately, I didn't do it. I was like, eh, I want to, but I kind of don't want to see myself on camera. <laughs> I get that, bro. But when I go back, and I'm going to go back. Nice. I'm going to actually give it a shot. Nice. Because they actually had a door where you can pop pop a part of the door out and stick your face in it here's johnny holy shit man from the shining <laughs> holy yeah. fuck man yeah they got that scene there there's a scene where you can film yourself in a a vehicle they have a green screen behind you and they can kind of put whatever up they want it's just awesome man fuck that is badass there's a about i think it was five different uh five different scenes that you can film there and you can put it all together at the end. <laughs> you know how badass that is, man? Yeah. Uh. And then as you finish with the uh, tour, you get out and you look in the main hall. And all around the ceiling and the walls, there's all these movie quotes. And they say, if you can name ten, you get a special prize. Holy shit. So I named 15, 16. Dude, badass, man. <laughs> well... 
a lot of them were uh, multiples from the same movie. Okay. But they they said your your answers have to come from ten different movies. Okay. So like, cool, I can probably do that. Yeah. So I had, I think it was eight different movies, but a lot of them were multiples. And they're like, you know what? You got so many multiples, we're going to give you this one. Oh, badass, <laughs> man. What did you get? You know that little jewel pack? Oh, thanks, brother, brother. <laughs> so Adam gave me One-Eyed Willie's jewel pack. Yep. <laughs> and it was the one that uh, Mikey ended up with at the end of the movie, right? Yep. That's bad fucking ass, man. Yeah, that was cool. <laughs> Name one of the quotes. Uh... Just from any... And any one of them. Well, there was one, instantly stands out, was uh, from Animal House. It was uh, just parentheses. I'm a zit. Get it? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the little food fight scene. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the first ones that popped out to me. Oh, shit, man. <laughs> That's badass, man. But yeah, that was... It was really a lot of fun. Right outside the building there, there's this little um, historic marker. You know, it tells about the Goonies, how it was filmed, where it was filmed, when. And before you even walk in the door, they've got the Fratelli's Jeep right there, oh, and the bullet holes are in the back. Fucking A, man. That was the picture I sent you. Like, uh, can you guess where I'm at? Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad fucking ass, man. <laughs> Very, so the, very cool. Yeah, the uh, Airbnb that we were staying at in uh, Cannon Beach okay. was literally about one mile from Haystack Rock, which is where, when they held up the, the, the balloon, yep. when they were comparing those little islands out there, that's Haystack Rock. <sighs> that's fucking awesome, man. So, yeah, it was all right there, man. That, I always thought that would be a cool tattoo to get. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. <laughs> I uh, I wanted to get that right here on my hand, but after I got this one last year, I was just like, yeah, maybe it's not for me. <laughs> Put one right there. Yeah, I could get it right here. I got the Lost Boys right here. I like that one, man. Uh, that one is from Enter the Dragon. That That's what was on his chest. Oh, yeah. Okay. Nice. <laughs> Vampire things. Yep. Red room. Red room. The shining. The shining. The shining. Well, it's the shining. The shining. You don't want to get, get sued? sued? <laughs> <laughs> and then I got Batman on my ring finger. Nice. That was supposed to be the Goonie skull. Oh, okay. Yeah. I actually have a copper bones now. Oh, you do? Badass, From the man. Goonies. It's a, an actual replica. Fuck, that's, that's totally fucking awesome, man. It's right there. I mean... <laughs> It'll take a minute to pull it up, but yeah. yeah. And then that one is one of Robin's slash Nightwing's alternative costumes. Um, so all of that is a very awesome. What uh, what would you say was your favorite part of that tour that you did? Well, let's see. I think actually laying my eyes on One-Eyed Willie. Oh. That was just really cool because you come around the corner and he's sitting there just like he was in the movie. Oh, fuck, dude. I was like, oh, my God. And Heidi is just looking at me like, what? What? I was like, <laughs> this is so cool. <laughs> it's fucking One-Eyed Willie, man. Yeah, that's exactly what I was saying. This is One-Eyed Willie. This is from the movie. <laughs> fuck, man. That is badass, man. 
if you're going to Astoria, I definitely recommend checking that place out. I was telling those people that we have podcasts. Uh, they're probably going to hear this. Nice. Fuck yeah. Um, I think it's, I, I totally, like, so within the past six months, I saw that the beach scene from Point Break was filmed there, and it fucking blew my mind. I didn't know that. Yeah. You know? Um, God, I can't remember all the movies right off the top of my head now, but there were a lot of movies filmed in that area. Man. Not just Astoria, but Cannon Beach and further down the line. Bad fucking ass, brother. I didn't know Point Break even took place there until <laughs> I took that little tour in that museum. Yeah, they. Uh, yeah, like I said, within the past six months is when I found that out. That's cool. Um, so you've done some pretty cool movie tours. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I almost forgot about that. I did the uh, Christmas Story House tour. Yes, you did. That was about... Was that a decade ago now? Yeah. Or is that longer? No, I think it was 2014. Was it 2014? Might have been early 15, but I know it was around that range of time. So you've done the Christmas story. You've done one of your all-time favorite movies, The Fog. Oh, man. Not that. Did that one hit all the feels? Oh, man. I wish I could have actually gotten to go to the lighthouse, but... It was out of season, so they had it closed off. Uh, how badass would that have been, man? Oh, man. Dream come true, man. <laughs> but I was actually there where that movie was filmed. I was so excited. Uh, it was Point Reyes, California. Fuck. That was filmed in 1979. Is that when it came out? It came out in 80. Because that was Jamie Lee's next movie, right? Yep. Halloween was 1978. And then she filmed that. Damn, man. Back-to-back hits, man. But as we talked about on uh, one of our early podcasts, I don't remember if it was on mine or yours, but when they first put the movie of The Fog together, the movie didn't work. I mean, they had all the right elements. They had all the perfect actors for it. Okay. They had the right scenery. They had uh, pretty much everything to make a successful movie but they were watching it and they said this there's something really missing here this doesn't this doesn't work this doesn't scare me huh so john carpenter went back and he scored the movie himself created that theme song for the movie just like he did for halloween what a badass he is man he did all of the music for that movie fuck he's awesome man yeah and that's what I said. It's so important to have the right music in a movie to set that scenery. Um, it, it, it's everything. It's the acting. It's, it's the subject matter. It's, like you said, the, the music, the theme music, and the other shit that they play. And John Carpenter did that for a lot of his movies. Yep. Halloween being the first. My that, God, that is the perfect movie. That is, I want to say... Everybody knows that theme song. Even if they haven't watched the movie, they know that song. Yeah. So, uh, back to the 80s, I think it was 1986, 1987, because he just reposted it, Paul Heyman did. It's like, hard to believe, like 36, 37 years ago, I started my journey with this family, and he was like, the Samoan SWAT team debuted. They came out to that theme song. Wow. They came out to the Halloween theme song, and then, like, everything kind of 
was like, okay, we're going to sue you copyright. So immediately Hulk Hogan stopped coming out to uh, Eye of the Tiger. Oh, wow. And his theme song wasn't real American. They gave it to him at the last minute. Really? Yeah. Wow, I didn't know that. I forget the I forget the wrestler's name. It was more on brand for the other guy. Just like in 1997, the Patriot had the Kurt Angle music then. Yep. And then he left, and then Kurt Angle came back. They fucking sneakily gave that to him. Yep. I was pissed. I was like, that's Patriot's music. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I um, actually like that guy. Yeah. So, um... So you did the Christmas story, you did the fog, now you got the Goonies, and you saw some point break shit and Animal House. That's that's a quite the list there, brother. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool, man. Especially me fucking knowing how much movies mean to me and you. Yep. Especially to you. Yeah. <laughs> you got to see out of like your top ten movies, you got to see like almost fucking every one of them, you know? If I could uh, make my way out to Illinois, I'll, I'll find a head and field somewhere. So where they filmed that was in California. Yep. Yeah. And uh, you could uh, you could definitely make your way there. <laughs> <laughs> I've been to California up and down the coast. I loved it, man. What? Um, since we're on the movies and we got you here, um, what movie in the last ten years? is as close to a perfect movie that you can think of. Conjuring. Conjuring. Conjuring is an amazing movie. If you know anything about the stories behind those movies, yeah. my God, man, the way they nailed that movie. Uh, now, I know a lot of it was exaggerated for you know purposes of the movie, for entertainment value. I don't even care about that, as long as the, they do it like... It's a movie. I'm not going there for a documentary. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the uh, the lives of Ed and Lorraine Warren were pretty pretty amazing. They yeah. have some amazing books out there of everything that has gone on in their their lives, careers, everything. Wow. Um, I'm trying to think of one on my end while you're dissecting that. So there's another one that I'm hoping that they will do. It's another story of Ed and Lorraine Warren. It is uh, the story of William Ramsey, the actual Wolfman. Holy shit. I don't think I know that. That It's a real story. It is fucking crazy, man. Shit. Yeah, look that up. William Ramsey, the... the um, God, what was it? All took place in Britain. Okay. So, um... They call him the real Wolfman, but he was not like you see in the movies, you know. Okay. Where Lon Chaney changed with fur on his face and everything. Yeah. No, this guy went crazy, and he was, his facial features changed. His body features changed. He had unbelievable strength. Six police officers couldn't take him down. Holy fuck, man. And they were, they ganged on him, and they were trying to get him to the ground, and he threw them all off just like. Uh, Monster Squad, that oh, werewolf. Backhanded he, the fuck out yeah, of that guy. He made it look easy. Man. So, you ever get a chance? Read that story of Bill Ramsey. Okay. Um. So within the past decade, so they go back to 2014, right? Um, I really, 
really liked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood from Quentin Tarantino. That's as close to a perfect movie. Um, and, the, and the uproar on that was the way that they showed Bruce Lee, which contradicted everything that, that Quentin Tarantino said. He's my hero, blah, 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 blah. Look up to him. I dressed the bride up as him in Kill Bill. But made him a stereotype in that movie, made him an arrogant asshole in that movie, and he got beat up. It got beat up in that movie. And I was just kind of like, yeah, that doesn't sit right with me. And then I thought about it because I watched that movie, I think, four times so far. And the guy in there that does that is a stuntman. And I think his name's like uh, uh, Floyd Booth in that movie, I think, or some shit like that. Okay. Brad Pitt's character. Um, Because, like, it, it caused a huge uproar. And I was just like, yeah, I'm with that. And then, like, you watch the movie and it's like, he's not like to be believed because in that in he uh nobody likes him a woman comes on set and was like what the fuck is he doing here fuck no get him the fuck out of here and and um so he couldn't he couldn't couldn't be on there and then uh they let him on there and then it turns out that he got off of uh an oj like murder of his wife Oh, no kidding. So he's an unstable narrator when he shows what he remembers of his fight with Bruce Lee. So I was like, okay, well, I mean, it's kind of fucked up to portray Bruce Lee like that, but this guy is an unstable, you can't trust him narrator. Like, that, that's a bullshit lie because he's making himself out to be this badass. Wow. Yeah, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm trying to think of what else, too. I mean, because everything's so, like comic book heavy within the last decade yeah everything's been marvel and dc yeah so i really liked the winter soldier though that was a great movie like great fucking spy thriller like amazing fucking movie um excellent action movie any any tv shows in the past decade for you well i really got into um supernatural nice and I watched that show from episode one all the way through the finale. I remember I came over to eat after it was over. Episode one was over. He's like, that was bad fucking ass, bro. <laughs> oh, man. The first time I saw it, I was instantly hooked. Oh, nice. That show was just so well done. They're doing Dude. some kind of spinoff, right? Uh, they might be. I can't remember. Oh, okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no. I was going to say the first four seasons of that show were kind of it was like a different monster every week. Oh, okay. Like uh, Scooby-Doo-ish almost. Right? Yeah. Okay. It was like monster of the week kind of a thing. So season five, they started actually going in a certain direction, and it became a war between heaven and hell. Wow. And it got deep. I mean, the show was just awesome. Shit, yeah. The depths that they went to in that in that show, I, if you haven't watched it, watch it. Fuck, it is awesome. So my show of the last decade is definitely hands down Mr. Robot. Nice. Christian Slater, Rami Malek. That is, the first season is one of the all-time greatest seasons. Just amazing. Um, another one that, it's about a computer hacker. Um, the other one would be from a decade ago, and that's the first season of True Detective with Woody Harrelson and... Uh, 
name. All right, all right, all right. Oh, <laughs> uh, Matthew McConaughey. Matthew McConaughey. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. <laughs> Did uh, so. Those are some shows you guys should check out. What about um, you? Fan of Dazed and Confused? Yeah, that was a good, good movie. Yeah, that was so that that movie. Uh, the guy who wrote it came out and told everybody that uh, he was the actors weren't going to get paid good money because all the money was going to the soundtrack because he wanted it to be an authentic what was it 1970 uh, was it 75 76 or something like that somewhere around there I don't remember exactly when yeah um, all I remember was that movie was when I fell in love with Mila Jovovich I think a lot of us did oh yeah (laughs) Um, I know I'm not alone on this. <laughs> yeah. So that director was like, yeah, this is all the money is going to the to the soundtrack. Very cool. Um, what uh, what's next on your list for scene uh, movie movie areas that you've loved? You know, I don't know. Yeah. I, Getting, I didn't plan any of those. It just kind of all those just kind of organically happened. huh? Yeah. If uh, let's let's take out Halloween because that's a must for you. What would be the next one on your list? That's a good question. Yeah. Um, I've got so many favorites. Yeah, yeah I really I really <laughs> don't know. It just kind of... <laughs> it just happens, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I hadn't planned on any of those. Yeah. Like, uh, we were in San Francisco... Oh, that's badass. ...for Christmas. Yeah. And we were in the area, so we got to go see the Winchester Mystery House. Which is in San Jose. Oh, badass. Such a cool tour. Oh, man. That is the uh, 300 plus rooms oh, man. built in that, that mansion. Uh, doors to nowhere, stairways to nowhere, doors that open to 20 foot drops. Badass. That place is crazy, man. No joke. So, talk about uh, bring everybody into the, to the fog a little bit in that tour. Well, that one just kind of, like I said, we were just kind of in the area. And uh, I was kind of looking up things to see, you know, what, where can we go, what can we do? And Point Reyes Lighthouse came up. I was like, holy shit, I know that lighthouse. And I pulled up the uh, movie of The Fog. And I showed Heidi. I was like, we got to check this place out. So we get there. And the place is just packed with people. And this is Christmas Day. But, yeah, there won't be anybody out there. But no, that place was 150 people. Everybody all just milling about. Everybody trying to get pictures of the same lighthouse. Everybody getting pictures of the uh, the entire bay. And this is uh, the area that they called, in the movie it was called, they called it uh, Antonio Bay. Real life, that was... Uh, Point Reyes, California. God, it was just beautiful. That coastline is incredible. Again, you ever get a chance, go check it out. That lighthouse is still standing. Uh, They do offer tours, but I think it's only in the summertime. But uh, it's quite a walk if you can walk down to that that lighthouse because it's 300 plus stairs. Be ready to take a little hike. Um... I thought 
that that lighthouse was a lot closer to the actual town than what we actually had to drive because we drove for I think an hour hour and a half from that town to get to the lighthouse it was on these little switchback roads and man it felt like it took forever but being able to see that place that close you know was just like a dream come true trying to think of any other places I've been like the Christmas Story House was a lot of fun part of that movie was filmed in Toronto the other part was filmed in what was it uh, Cleveland yeah I think it was Cleveland but you know they offer you uh, a chance to put on the pink bunny suit the pink nightmare and you can uh, it's a full guided tour it was a lot of fun they tell the entire history of you know how everything was filmed where when I uh, I had one of my friends take pictures of me sitting underneath the uh, the kitchen sink there that was a lot of fun didn't think I was gonna fit but turned out to be a lot of fun there Taking a short pause with the cause here. Oh, I'm good, brother, brother. <laughs> long day, long day. Yeah, no shit. I think I dropped my mic when I was making the minute dash, too, brother. <laughs> <sighs> So, I got, when the pandemic hit, one of the, and I've talked about it and I don't care, but like one of the cooler things that happened during that time was old school movies being played at our theater. Oh, yeah. I got to go to the Goonies when they had it. Oh, man. So, they're only doing like 20, 25 people allowed in the theater. And um, I was like, shit, I need to, I need to go to this. And... That, being in a public place, that was the first time I had forgotten about the pandemic for two hours of my life. Nice. The Goonies, when the logo came out, everybody cheered. The opening scene happened, and we're all cheering. And the loudest cheer was when they showed Chunk. <laughs> everybody <laughs> cheered when they showed Chunk. And then uh, throughout the rest of the movie, people would repeat Chunk's lines. Yep. <laughs> And then everybody cheered every time Chunk came on screen. It was, I was just like, oh my God. You know, I was right there in there. It's like, yes. <laughs> I almost got you the t shirt of Chunk and Sloth. Oh, man. So, um, name five movies if, if they were like, okay, it's whatever Adam's pick of the movies, five days in a row at the theater. Well. You know, number one. Halloween. Yep. <laughs> number two is probably The Fog. Nice. Zombie from 1979 would be number three. Nice. 
The Conjuring. Nice. Conjuring 2. Oh, there you go. Well, since I got to see uh, Goonies, I'm not going to name that. I got to see Die Hard, so nice. I'm not going to name that. I got to see Christmas Vacation, so I'm not going to name that. <laughs> and I got to see Scrooge, so I'm not going to name any of those. Um, I, I, I would like to see 40 years ago The Karate Kid. Wow. I would like to see The Lost Boys again. I got to see that one in the theater. Wow. I never got to see that one in the theater. Um, I would like to see Back to the Future. And then um, uh, just outside of my finger throbbing because it was fucking broken, I would like to see The Crow in the theater again because that was 30 years ago. Wow. I can't believe it was that long ago. Yeah, that movie had a huge impact on me in high school. Well, another one that had a big impact on me was 1989, Tim Burton's Batman. Yes, your tattoo. Yep. What, uh... My favorite Batman, by the way. How did you, uh, what, what led you to getting your tattoo? Or, like, what, were you just like, okay, I think I, I want your, like, I need the Batman tattoo on me. <laughs> I just, that was one of those things that I always wanted. It. And it just... You actually had the authentic Batman costume for October of 1989. Yep. There's a picture out there somewhere on Facebook of you in it at your Grandma Stretch's house. Really? Or it's at your house. I don't remember. I'll have to go through Amber's pictures again on Facebook, but like I think she posted it. Wow. Yeah. See, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, so there's a, see that. there's a really cool picture of my bro in his favorite Halloween costume. <laughs> yeah, that would be really cool to see that again. Yeah. Um, I actually saw that same exact cowl at, um, I think it was the Bigfoot Museum in Palmer. Oh, shit, really? When I bought that creature mask. Oh, dude, that's badass, man. So I got the authentic creature from the Black Lagoon mask and gloves. That's where I bought that. That is, by the way, it's even cooler than it sounds. He's really, <laughs> he's not even underselling it. It's just, it's so badass. And they also had um, Batman, the original 89 cowl. Oh, man. They had uh, Fluffy from Creepshow. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. From the scene of the crate. <laughs> that was such a cool Bigfoot slash gorilla. Yeah, what the fuck? I was just going to ask you, what the fuck was that supposed to be? I think it was more supposed to be like a Yeti kind of a thing. Oh, okay. That's a good episode. Yeah. Love Creepshow. Um, ooh, I got to watch Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, and the upstairs theater here. Nice. I brought Dominic Gilmartin to it. He was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Dominic, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I brought him because... Uh, his mom was like, oh, yeah, well, I said, oh yeah, come on. You come with me, man. It's, it's a little bit scary. It's not too scary, though. And, like, all the scary shit started happening. And he was, like, he was a little guy, man. He was, like, eight, nine Scarred years old. <laughs> yeah. What's a horror movie that you got to watch here? Uh, let's see. What did I see that was a scary one? Oh, you went to Scream. The new one. Yeah, but I'm trying to think of one of the first ones I saw there. Oh, okay. Might have been... I don't know. Really, it wasn't even a horror movie. It was Predator. Dude, you got to go to that here? Yeah. How fucking awesome is that, man? That was awesome. The whole family went. 
dude, great fuck, great fucking movie, great uh-huh. fucking movie. So, <laughs> one of the posters, and I, I, I don't know when I'm going to get it, but I'm going to. But like, just had a lasting impact on me. Is um, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome? That was a great movie. I don't know why that poster just sat with me. I we we're I'd always like, can we go look at the posters? And it's like, hey, you can see it from here. And then they, my parents let me go over there, and like the way that '80s posters were done, just fucking. They gave a shit, and it was just like, holy shit, man! Like, I was just—I remember looking up at the poster, like this looks so badass. Yeah, and um, <laughs> I also remember going downtown. We're headed to Ben Franklin. The five and dime. Yeah, and the Rocky, the Rocky Four poster was up, and like. Was that 1984, 85? Shit. Yeah. What year do you think it was? 1984? I'm going to say 85. Okay. I'm going to say you're probably right. Rocky Five. Thousand. Thousand. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're right. 1985. So the poster gives away the end of the movie. Yeah. He's in the American flag. I was like, oh, Rocky IV, I want to watch it. And my dad's like, oh, geez, I wonder if Rocky wins. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it to your dad. Yeah. Always um, kicking dirt on us. <laughs> yeah. So in August of 1984, my mom took me and Milo to Ghostbusters. I think I may have seen that in the theater as well. And I was just like, this is it. This is the peak. Yeah, um, that movie was, especially for its time, was fucking incredible. Yeah, um, loved it, man. Still do. Yeah, and and then my mom got me and my brother back off, man. I'm a Ghostbuster t-shirt. Yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, another movie that I got to watch there, I got to, in 1986, my Auntie Patty, because my mom and dad didn't want to go, brought me to the Karate Kid Part 2. Oh, nice. Yeah, so I got to watch Karate Kid Part 2 in the theater. I remember seeing that in the theater, um, for sure. My mom brought me to Spaceballs, me and Milo. <laughs> she went with us. Um, oh, shit. My mom also brought me to the Great Outdoors. Nice. That was also awesome. <laughs> Anything with John Candy was just knocked it out of the park. You just can't go like, fuck, man, I'll swing on somebody if they say anything bad about John. <laughs> That's how I feel about like him and Rick Moranis, you yep. know? Um my mom, so I, uh, I think it was like in 86, 87, Cobra came out, and I was just like, holy cows. And my dad's like, we're going over to Catch Can. I want to watch this movie. My boys want to watch this movie. Now, at this point, Adam, I am balls deep in Fangoria. I, the first time I watched Nightmare on Elm Street scared the fuck out of me. Um, that was 1984, by the way. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm prefacing this because this is an odd thing happened to me at the very beginning of Cobra. I got fucking so scared with uh, all the clinging of the double axes. Oh, yeah. That whole cult. Yeah. The whole, and I was just like, I don't know why, Adam, but it scared the fuck out of me. And I was just like, I want to go. I want to go. And I like almost started crying. And I was like, what? No, we want to watch this. I'm <laughs> no. not leaving. And my dad's like, we're not leaving. And my mom's like, fuck that. Me and Bruce are leaving. <clears throat> I got 
we went back to the hotel and I was just like, oh, I'm so scared, Mom. I'm sorry. She's like, yeah, you don't got to apologize. My brother comes back, tells me everything that happened, and he was just like, you shouldn't have left, man. You shouldn't have left. The movie, uh, the, Sylvester Stallone kicks all kinds of butt, right, Dad? And he's like, guess <laughs> Bruce will never know. <laughs> and he was like, and his his partner's so funny. And he just, he kept describing, gave me a blow-by-blow. Six, six, seven months later when it came out on VHS, we rented it, and that's when I got to watch it. Oh, man. So I walked out of Cobra because of the opening scene scared me. (laughs) Uh, I don't think I've ever walked out of a movie. That one scared me. The other movie I walked out of is Lucky Numbers. Never saw that. 2000. John Travolta, Lisa Kudrow. Okay. I walked out of it. <laughs> that bad? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't mean. I think I was probably about fifteen, twenty minutes into it. Oh man! And just like, yeah, I'm tapping out. <laughs> um, I'd say uh, I never walked out of the theater in a movie, but there was a movie that I ended up. I bought the DVD, but I was watching. And I was like, man, this movie is fucking awful. Oh no! That was It Follows. <sighs> I didn't want to give it a chance, so I didn't. Yeah, you made the right choice. Uh, um, it was a basically it was a sexually transmitted ghost. Yeah, that's what. Yeah, it's just like, meh. It was terrible. Now me and you got to have a shared experience um, three years before the pandemic. Um, me and you went to it in twenty seventeen. Oh man, yeah, that was fucking awesome that was quite the fucking movie experience that's everything i want in a fucking movie experience adam yep like it was jam-packed there was people were screaming (laughs) and all up in it and it's just like you know what's great about this is it's me and adam watching this yep and that Um, became a regular thing for us for a while yeah the other movie we went to was your pick and that was the meg that movie gave me a claustrophobic f- feeling the entire like first half of that. That movie was pretty well done. Yeah. Now, the book was actually a lot more gory. It was, huh? Like the uh, the feeding frenzy toward the end. Yeah. In the book, that was hundreds of people just getting chopped and blood everywhere, just waves of blood. Body parts, everything, just explosions all over the place. In the movie, it was tamed down quite a bit. I wonder if that would have been tamed down if Eli Roth stayed on board for it. I don't think so. I think he would have been balls deep in that thing. Like we're doing it by the book. Yep. Um, What I'm trying to think. What else? uh, Oh, I got to watch Uncle Buck in the theater. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good one, too. Yeah, I remember giving you the blow-by-blow when I got home of that one. <laughs> That's still an all-time favorite, man. <laughs> yeah, the theme song. Always going to stick with you. Yeah. Don Luke. Yeah. <laughs> Th- throughout the whole movie. Yep. You know what? I still I, I laugh at all, like all the parts you're supposed to laugh at. But my favorite part is when... Like, because they they kind of build John Candy as this unreliable uncle. He doesn't even really see his brother's family. Nobody trusts him. And it's his nephew's birthday, and the clown shows up. (laughs) 
and immediately John Candy realizes he's drunk and he's not going to let this kid see it. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) That was an awesome scene. (laughs) They start going back and forth, and what does John Candy say to the clown? You're going to get back in your mouse. Yeah. And you're going to get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Every time, bro, that gets me. Every time, especially even when you you say it, I'm always like, oh, fucking Adam did it perfect, man. It warms my heart and makes me laugh every time I see that. And then he fucking dicks the fuck out of him, man. The first punch flattens the guy's nose and he starts getting ready to swing and John Candy nails one another. lights out man, that was awesome <laughs> that's a perfect movie yep that that, that I, everything about that is just amazingly great didn't like the tv show um also i remember watching the ferris bueller tv show but i was younger and i kind of wanted ferris bueller back in my life but meh yeah i Gen- never saw it jennifer aniston played the sister Okay. And then Fox came out with Parker Lewis Can't Lose. Now that was a funny show. Now that was very that was more Ferris Bueller than the Ferris Bueller show. Really? Yeah. I never saw the Ferris Bueller show. Yeah. Um I wanna say the 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 kid from eighteen again played Ferris Bueller. Oh wow. And it starts off with him beating up a cardboard cutout of Matthew Broderick and they're playing it off like, oh, this this movie was made about me. Oh, I'm, I'm at, like, yeah. So it's just like, and then later, years later on, um, so forty years ago, Revenge of the Nerds came out. A lot of um, things are wrong with the movie, but I still love the movie. And then in 1986, they did a not rated R movie. And then they did Revenge of the Nerds TV show that was horrible and super PG. And then they did Revenge of the Nerds and Next Generation. Yeah, they did four movies all together. And then if you remember um, your senior year, there was a lock-in at the teen center. Mm -hmm. I could tell you the movies because I remember. Do you remember the movies we watched at the lock-in? I did a lot of lock-ins. I can't remember. Okay, so your senior year... It was in April. We did. A, there was a lock in there. Um, we watched Stargate with Kurt oh, Russell. Great movie. Yeah, really liked it. Didn't think I was gonna like it, brother. I liked it. That was still, a good one. still love it. Yep. The second movie was New Nightmare. Oh yeah, I do kind of remember that. Yep, I loved that one too. Yeah, I, I still, I still watch that one during Halloween season, man. Oh yeah, that was. Uh, of all the sequels, I think that was probably my favorite. Right next to Dream Warriors. Yeah. Dream Warriors, wow. Just, uh, wow. Soundtrack. Yeah. Docking. Yeah. Um, and the other one was <laughs> one of these Lockins, and I think this was his senior year, because I remember um, I-, I was dating Jeannie at the time, and... and um, you're like, hey man, they're gonna put on the new nerds movie, and it's called fucking Revenge of the Nerds. Nerds in love. Oh, I think that was number four. We're gonna find out, brother, brother. Yeah, I think that was the last one they did. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, that was terrible. 
Nerds in Love, 1994. <laughs> it came out in May of 94, so June, July, <clears throat> August, September, October. So it would have been out on video in that same time frame, but those were the movies at that, and you're like, hey, man, they're putting on Revenge of the Nerds. Like, oh, <laughs> shit, they're still making those? And you're like... You're like it's it's not going to be good. <laughs> it's not going to be good. Yeah. And I guess I wasn't wrong. <laughs> you nailed it. <laughs> Man, the first one, the second one were both phenomenally funny. The first one was incredible. Second one was still funny, but I got I got to go to Nerds in Paradise at the theater here. My parents dropped me and Milo off. Yeah. There's a lot of things about that movie I really got a kick out of. Yeah, I still like that one. Um, that one came out in 1987, July. So it probably got here in either late July or early August of 87. Nice. So I got to see that one. I, I got. I still got that uh, Take Me Back to Paradise song from that opening credit. <laughs> I love you! Yeah. <laughs> I love you! And I'm like... Oh my god, I love Booger. <laughs> Curtis Armstrong. Yeah. <laughs> you remember all that bullshit he said to every woman at the fucking airport and he was getting slapped? VIP. Very immense penis. <laughs> yeah. Now, that was at the end of that when they got onto the uh onto the jet. Oh, okay. So in the in the airport, every time he saw a woman, he's like, I promise not to not to essentially hook up with another woman until my face is between your creamy thighs. Oh, yeah. Creep! And then, like, every time he got slapped, he saw someone different, and then he just became this background character, but you could hear different parts. He's like, I promise not to sleep with another woman until my face is buried between your creamy thighs. <laughs> I forgot about that part, man. Holy shit. And, uh, and the opening montage was just something... Like I, I, it cracks me up still. He's singing that song, uh, "Yellow Polka Dot Bikini." Oh yeah. But when they show Booger, like packing all, he's packing his rubbers, and Lamar's <laughs> like, "Booger, you're not like packing anything." He throws like a pair of socks in. <laughs> <laughs> and he couldn't get the bag closed, yeah. so he took the socks and threw them back. Yeah, out and zipped it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> The other part too, when they did their their musical number, wasn't as good as uh, the original. The original one, but like, do you remember how they got people to the to the Floral Hotel? The Hotel Coral Essex. Yeah. <laughs> Oral sex. Yep. <laughs> they burned. Everybody was slamming on the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking a. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I thought somebody said something. Nope. But yeah, man. So, sound like a good time was had, brother, brother. Oh, man. It was a great trip. First trip since you started your new new career, huh? Holy shit. First trip in two years. Uh, that wasn't work-related. Yeah. Because <laughs> they've been... The post office sent you way down south, then way the fuck up north. <laughs> yeah. First was three days in Anchorage for uh, RCA training. Holy shit. Driver's training, really. Yeah, yeah. Learn how to drive a right-hand drive vehicle, which was interesting, but it's really not that difficult. Yeah, yeah. But 
it does take some getting used to, I gotta tell you. <laughs> the uh, second part they sent me to Salt Lake City, Utah, the fucking temperature was 100 degrees. Holy shit, man. Uh, that was just for the rest of my RCA training, which is uh, Rural Carrier Associate. So I had to learn how to case the mail, how to pull down the mail in order, keep everything in route order. Fucking A. It was pretty intense, but it was a lot of fun. Nice. Very informative. They showed me a lot. Oh, good. Um, you guys have uh, another trip planned this year? Are you guys taking it easy? Uh, we got another trip coming in October. Nice. And kind of hoping to go back down and see the kids again. Oh, nice. So, Halloween season, you probably hit up some haunted mazes. Not only that, Spirit Halloween will be up. Boom. I love Spirit Halloween. Uh, any ideas for a, a, a costume for Halloween this year? Yeah, I still got my Wolfman. I'm pretty happy with that. Nice. That is a pretty badass one. Um, I still I might go as Spangler from Ghostbusters. Might get the jumpsuit and everything and the and the proton pack. Nice. Um, you got the uh, ghost trap. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then uh, right now that that's the leading contender for me. Nice. But still early in the game. It's only February. Yeah, you got a little time to think about it. I've been thinking about this since this past October then I start thinking about the following it's like okay that one's done what should I do next year <laughs> um, but yeah man well thanks for coming back on and talking movies with me man this is kind of we're going back to the second episode of the podcast <laughs> yep well this is uh, kind of a notice too that I'm finally gonna be able to get my podcast back up and going again so Horror After Hours will be coming back and I've also got another big project coming up so i am actually collaborating with bodden street brewing and we're going to create a naughty guy beer Ooh, i wonder if they let me podcast down there while you tried it oh man they'd welcome you yeah because i'm going to be doing podcasting leading up to it oh fuck yeah so that's going to be a long process nice it's going to take a couple of months to age it out so the beer itself, I'm actually going to go down there and work with them. We're going to brew it in May. Nice. And they're talking about launching it in August. Ooh. So it's going to be a very special beer. It's it's a beer, but it's going to be called a wheat wine because it's done with a different grain. Okay. And it's uh, also going to have a little bit of peach flavor. Man, if it works out, your niece might be up here for that. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, it's also going to be kind of a high-octane beer, so it's... It's going to punch you in the face? A little bit. Yeah. <laughs> and it'll come in with that mandible claw, I guess, so, so to speak. Uh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> nice. So, uh, everybody kind of stay tuned for that. Uh, We'll try to keep you updated as often as possible. Nice, nice. Um, it's really exciting. They're talking all kinds of fun stuff. So I'll, as soon as I find out more, I'll I'll pass the word. Fuck yeah, brother, brother. And I definitely want you on the podcast after it comes out. Nice. Get you fucking posted up with your beer. Hell yeah, man. How Sounds badass good. is that? <laughs> yeah. Let's, uh, let's do it. Sounds good. All right, thanks, brother, brother. All right, thank you for having me on. Later.